Hey guys, welcome to my show. This is Gumdrop Readers, where I read books for kids. Uh, thank you for listening to this episode, because today we are in for a treat. We are reading Dr. Seuss's If I Ran to the Zoo. I love Dr. Seuss, so this should be a good book. Let's just dive right in. If I Ran the Zoo by Dr. Seuss. It's a pretty good zoo, said young Gerald McGrew, and the fellow who runs it seems pretty proud of it, too. But if I ran the zoo, said young Gerald McGrew, I'd make a few changes. That's what I'd do. The lions and tigers and that kind of stuff they have up here now aren't quite good enough. You see things like these in just any old zoo. They're awfully old-fashioned, and I want something new. So I'd open each cage. I'd unlock every pen, let the animals go, and start over again. And somehow or other, I think I could find some beasts of a much more unusual kind. A four-footed lion's not much of a beast. The one in my zoo will have ten feet, at least. Five legs on the left and five more on the right. Then people would stare and they'd say, what a sight. This zookeeper, new keeper Gerald's quite keen. That's the gold darndest lion I've ever seen. My new zoo, McGrew Zoo, will make people talk. My new zoo, McGrew Zoo, will make people gawk at the strangest odd creatures that did ever walk. I'd get for my zoo a new sort of hen who roots in another hen's topknot, and then another one roots in the topknot of his, and another on his, and another on his, and so forth and upward and onward. Gee whiz! But that's just a start. I'll do better than that. They'll see me next day in my zookeeper's hat, come into the zoo with an elephant cat. They'll be so surprised as they swallow their gum, they'd ask when they see such a strange animal come, where do you suppose he get these things like that from? His animals have such very odd faces. I'll bet he must hunt them in rather odd places. And that's what I'll do, said young Gerald McGrew. If you want to catch beasts you don't see every day, you have to go places quite out of the way. You have to go to places no others can get to. You have to get cold and you have to get wet too. Up past the North Pole where the frozen winds squeal, I'll go and I'll hunt my Skeagle mobile and bring back my family of what do you know? And that's how my new zoo, McGrew Zoo, will go. I'll hunt in the mountains of Zamba Matant with helpers who all wear their eyes at a slant and capture a fine fluffy bird called Bustard who only eats custard with sauce made of mustard. And also a very fine beast called the Flustered who only eats mustard with sauce made of custard. I'll catch him in caves, I'll catch him in brooks, I'll catch him in crannies, I'll catch him, catch him in nooks that you don't read about in geography books. I'll catch him in countries that no one can spell, like the country of Manafapadapapal. In a country like that, if a hunter is clever, he'll open up some beasts that you never saw ever. I'll load up five boats with families of jotes whose feet are like cows but wear squirrel skin coats and sit down like dogs that have voices like goats, except they can't sing the very high notes. And then I'll go down to the wilds of Nantucket and I'll capture the family of lunks in a bucket. Then people will say, now I like that boy's heaps. His new zoo, McGrew Zoo, is growing by leaps. He captures them wild and he captures 
captures them meek. He captures them slim, and he captures them sleek. What do you suppose he will capture next week? I'll capture one tiny. I'll capture one cute. I'll capture a deer that no hunter would shoot. A deer that's so nice he could sleep in your bed. If it weren't for all those horns he had on his head. And speaking of horns that are a bit queer, I'll bring back a very odd family of deer. A father, a mother, two sisters, and a brother whose horns are connected from one to the other. Whose horns are so mixed they can't tell them apart. Can't tell where they end and can't tell where they start. Each deer's mighty puzzled. He's never yet found if his horns are hers or the other way around. I'll capture them fat and I'll capture them scrawny. I'll capture a scragglefoot, multi-gadawani. What is that? A high-stepping animal fast as the wind from the blistering sands of the desert of Zind. This beast is a beast that brave Sheffens ride. Sheaf, goodness. When they want to go fast and find some place to hide, a molly got a win is a find for my zoo, and so is the chief. I'll bring back one too. In the far western part of southeast North Dakota lives a very fine animal called the iota, but I'll capture one who is much finer in the northern east part of South Carolina. When people see him, they will say, No, by thunder, this new zoo, McGruzu, is really a wonder. Most beasts are quite friendly, but still in some lands, some beasts are too dangerous to catch with bare hands. For those that are ugly and vicious and mean, I'll build a bad animal catching machine. It's rather expensive to build such a kit, but with it a hunter can never get bit. A zoo should have bugs, so I'll capture the swirl, whose legs are snarled up in a terrible snarl. And then I'll go out and I'll capture some chugs. Some keen shooter, mean shooter, bean shooter bugs. I'll go to the African Isles of Yurka and bring back a tizzle-topped, tufted Maxerta, a kind of cannery with quite a tall throat. His neck is so long if he swallows an oat. For breakfast the first day of April, they say, it has to go down such a very long way. If it gets to his stomach on the 15th of May, I'll bag a big bug who is very surprising, a feather who has a propeller for rising and zooming around making cross-country hops from Texas to Boston with only two stops. Now that sort of thing for a bug is just hops. And when I've caught him the next thing you know, I'll go and capture a wild tic-tac-toe with X's that win and zeros that lose. He look mighty good in the zoo of McGrews. I'll bring back a gusset, a gherkin, a gasket, and also a gooch from the wilds of that casket. And eight Parisian princes will carry the basket, but what their names are, I don't know, so don't ask her. In a cave of Khartoum lives a beast called the Natch that no other hunter's been able to catch. He's been hidden for years in his cave with a plow, and he has no one been able to make him come out. But I'll coax him out with a wonderful meal that's cooked by my cooks in my cooker mobile. They'll fix up a dish that's is just to his taste. Three chicken croquettes made of library paste, then sprinkled with peanut shucks, pickled and spiced, then baked at 600 degrees and then iced. It's mighty hard cooking to cook up such feasts, but that's how the new zoo, McGrew Zoo, gets beasts. 
I'll go to the faraway mountains of Tobstick, right near the river of Knobstick. I'll bring back an obstick, a sort of thing on my bam, bobstick, who only eats rhubarb and corn on the cobskits. Then people will flock to my zoo in a mobskit. McGrew, they would say, does a, does a wonderful job, skits. He hunts with such vim, he hunts with such vigor. His new zoo, McGrew Zoo, gets bigger and bigger. And speaking of birds, there's a Russian Paluski, whose headski is redski and belly is blueski. I'll get one of them for my zooski, McGrewski. The whole town will gasp, why this boy never sleeps? No keeper before has ever kept what he keeps. There's no telling what that young fellow would do. And then, just to show them, I'll sail to Katru, and then bring back an itkutch, a preep, and a prue. A nurkle, a nerd, and a seer sucker too. I'll hunt for the jungles of hippo no hungus, and bring back the flock of wild bipnobungus. The bipnobungus from hippo no hungus are better than those down in dipnodungus, and smarter than the ones out in nipko no nungus, and that's why I'll catch them in a hippo no hungus. Instead of those others in nungus and dungus, and people will say when they see these big bips bounding, this zookeeper, new keeper, is simply astounding. He travels so far that you think he would drop. When do you suppose this young fellow will stop? Stop? Well, I should, but I won't stop until I've captured a Fizima Wizimadil, the world's biggest bird from the island of Gork, who only eats pine trees and spits out the bark. And boy, when I get him back to my home, to the park, the whole world will say, young McGrew's made his mark. He'll build a zoo better than Noah's whole ark. These wonderful, marvelous beasts that he chooses have made him the greatest of all the McGrew's. Wow, they'd all cheered, what the zoo must be worth. It's a gold darndest zoo on the face of the earth. Yes, that's what I'd do, said young Gerald McGrew. I'd make a few changes if I ran the zoo. Well, that was If I Ran the Zoo by Dr. Seuss. That was a pretty good book. Um, I had trouble with some of the rhymes. I got tongue twisted all up. But aside that, I think it was pretty good. Now, if you guys want to contact me, you can do so at gumdropreaders at gmail.com. If you have a book suggestion or something you want me to read on the show or a topic to talk about, I'm open to that. I read and respond to all the emails I get. So please send an email homework to gumdropreaders uh, at gmail.com. That's capital G-U-M-D-R-O-P, capital R-E-A-D-E-R-S at gmail.com. So, see you next week, guys. Have a nice day.